Welcome to Imperfect Parenting Podcast. We are here. Let's go. With our weekly. I know. I, I feel like we're just chatting more than teaching, so I apologize. It's starting to feel normal, though. It's starting to feel <laughs> it, like we're doing this. I'm pretty sure this is normal. Well, sorry. You and I talking is normal. We do talk <laughs> we outside do of the podcast. Yes. But this weekly experience is catching on. Catching on. I'm, I'm just jumping into your world, Brittany. Coffee getting crazy turned imperfect parenting. I know. We did. Uh, someone asked me the other day uh, where they could find our, my parenting podcast. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to be tricky because yep. it was Coffee Kids and Crazy. If you subscribe That's to that now, when I change the name, you won't miss any of it. It's a moving target. So, you know, it is moving target. Well, good to be back. Mm-hmm. In true form, should we start with the meme? Yes. This meme makes me slightly sick. It's a little disturbing. Little but it does kind of capture. It's accurate. It's yeah. just disturbing in it's which disturbing. That it's from a movie. So. We're pretty sure. Neither of us remember we've actually seen this movie, but we're pretty sure it's I from definitely have the not movie. Seen okay. I don't remember. The movie Alien. I'm pretty sure I saw it years ago that I tried to block it out. But the the meme with this really scary character <laughs> with like face to face with a human, a female, a female human. Who is that? I don't know who that is. Uh, Sharon she, Stone. Is that who mm, that is? I, I don't know. Someone's gonna look at this. And go. No, it's so and so. Whoever it is. But this lady is like sweating and looks clearly scared and trying to create distance. She's wincing. She's wincing. She's That's the word. Anticipating wincing. What is about to come with horror and disgust yep. and. And the line above the little picture says... You had to describe what the, what she's wincing about. That. Okay. It just it feels like such a weird thing to describe. But what it is, it's, it looks like a, an alien that hasn't been the dentist in a thousand <laughs> years. <laughs> or ever. I didn't know that part. So that's necessary. With... <laughs> um, has quite the grill, like metal teeth and... I don't think it's metal. But with, with this like uh, flesh disgusting saliva and slobber just coming off everywhere about to cause harm and looks like very unsanitary it's just it's like a a slime ball exploded on this woman's (laughs) face and in this person's (laughs) mouth this alien's mouth that's what that is stay away from slime ball explosions Mm -hmm. yeah so if you can capture it great go go look at it go find it but it says this when your sick kid wants to cuddle with you Mm mm-hmm that's kind of real. Mm-hmm. Your child's got snotty everywhere, coffee in your face. Mm-hmm. I just want to cuddle. It does make me... That wince the parents do. I, for my children, <laughs> I, I embrace the sick a little bit better. I think I know where this is going. For my husband, <laughs> do not... Figure it out, dude. I do not embrace the sick <laughs> very well. There's my wincing happening. Oh, well, it's I don't even stay in the room with you. I... I Make sure you're provided for, you have your necessities to... <laughs> She'll crack the door. Are you still alive? Okay. It's a little extreme. That is. But I make sure you have all your meds, your, you do. your food, your you water, your anything for hydration. And But I don't stay in there. It feels like we're moving a little towards the man called conversation right now. No, I don't. I, don't, I think you're legitimately sick. Okay, good. <laughs> I like that your, your empathy and your voice. Okay. <laughs> She cares. I, I don't think you're faking it or you can't handle it. I, well, I, well, you've been really I sick. Yeah. Like, you got it really bad for 
A month I did. almost. It was weird. It was like a week and then you were fine and then it came back. But I I literally just move out of I go to the guest room and I say, I love you. Text me if you need something. What happened when you were sick is you said you should go I to a different kick room. You out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I don't I'm like we can't both be down. It's 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 wise. There's lots yeah. of wisdom there. We we have an extra bedroom, spare bedroom, so it's helpful. So it works. Yeah. Quite but funny. when both parents are sick and yeah. the kid sick or the kid's feeling better and both parents are sick. Goodness. I remember one time you and I were like really sick, like bathroom sick, bad. And Delaney, I think, started it, but she was getting better. And I begged my mom to come and get her. And she, maybe she, I don't know who had it first. Maybe it wasn't Delaney, but she went, came and got her. And she brought her over to her house and she's sitting on her lap. And then she sits up and just throws up all over her. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, mom. (laughs) Grandma moments. Yeah. Oh, man. Sick kids are hard. And then sick parents is even. Yeah. And then it starts running through the house. I know. Well, we understand parents. Yeah. Stay in there. But I didn't talk about my boundaries with you being sick and where I disappeared to talk about boundary scenarios, but... It's a good setup. Good segue. Boundaries is always... It's always a topic for parents. But specifically, this one we want to talk about siblings and boundaries and what to do there. Um, Because I think that's... There's a lot of questions I get around siblings fighting. Yep. That's probably top top five questions. So what do I do with my siblings fighting? Actually, I posted a picture a little while ago of all three of the kids sleeping on the floor mm-hmm. next to each other and the dogs sprawled out. And I just kind of made reference to them loving each other. And that I think that just is something a lot of parents are hopeful that they have this place where, because they're not babies falling asleep on top of each other. They're... 17, 13, and yeah. almost 11. But they are, they're really, really good friends. They're actually, um, we're down to one car at the moment, and Delaney said, I want to take all of them to breakfast because she's working, so she's got extra money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they like spending time together. They like doing these things together. And so they all they all drove off in our car they to did. go to breakfast. Because, but we've, we've put a lot of work in, um, in the early years, helping them feel powerful in their relationship and helping them um, set healthy boundaries with each other to create this relationship. Yeah, yeah. you you have a, a strong responsibility in this relationship mm-hmm. that, you know, there is a time when it's the, the parents are very active in helping you learn and grow, but then there's a moment that comes when this is your responsibility, mm-hmm. how you treat them, how you handle yourself, how you show up to it. So even even here in Delaney, just this, this little moment of this morning, taking the breakfast, mm-hmm. I thought, I was thinking back to the days when that was not her MO. You know, there's a season in her life when she just wanted to be by herself and separate. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's the selfishness coming up. As a teenager, you have to wade through and work through. And But just to hear that, it's like, okay, it's working. Yeah. She's, she's called division. And a lot of the, I guess, the groundwork, I would say is in the younger years when that five to seven, Mm -hmm. it feels like they're all pushing each other's buttons, (laughs) Um, you know, four, four to five, seven. I mean, it's like they want independence, obviously, but they want a playmate and they want you to play how they want to play. And if you're messing with the way that they're playing, then you're now voted off the island. 
which is kind of funny because this this thing that they want the most is to be engaged. And then somebody gets hurt. Classic scenario. Somebody gets hurt and parents come in and see that one child is bleeding or a clear red mark and the other child is uh, readying their defenses with whatever lawyer <laughs> they're lawyering up at the moment, you know, to just take on what they know is coming. And uh, I think this is this is a place where parents can get it wrong mm. because we we feel like we need to protect somebody, and um, and so we overstep, yeah, and and rub this problem all over our face, and, and then it becomes ours. And all of a sudden, we are managing their relationship instead of empowering them to manage it, and then having consequences if they choose not to engage in managing their relationship. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest breakdown that I see with parents and why they're shocked that their kids don't know how to manage their own relationships. Well, you've been doing it for them yeah. the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so at what point were they supposed to learn? So I was uh, linking this Taekwondo and I was at this there last night watching and this mom has four little kids. I would say the oldest one felt like he was maybe just started school. He might be in first grade, but probably kindergarten, so maybe five, and then down. I don't know if she had twins because they were really close in age, but the little one and the maybe, let's say the little one's two, and the next one up was three, um, kind of pushed the other one off the, the little bench seat, and it fell and hurt themselves. And the mom's immediate reaction was to pick up the one that was the aggressive mm-hmm. pusher, pusher, which I, I think it was all done in play. They were playing. She puts him in a timeout chair, picks up the baby. Baby's crying. One in the chair that's in trouble is sobbing. Mm-hmm. The baby stops crying because she's not really actually hurt. The one that's in timeout is just wailing. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Now, I saw the whole thing. Mom didn't see the whole thing. Yeah. and. They didn't mean to. I think it was a, but, at, and I just watched her keep this kid in the timeout chair until they calmed down. But there was nothing that said anything of, of a teaching exchange. It was just punishment because I got scared mm-hmm. and I have to rescue and protect. Which I, I get it. I've been there a million times. I've done it myself. But where's the teaching of empowering them to have a value for their relationship. Hey, it's Brittany here. I'm normally on the Kylo show. Yes, but I wrote a book. I wrote a book for parents, but I talk a lot about moms. So if you're listening to this and you're a mom who's frustrated, who feels like you're failing, who feels hopeless in this game of parenting that we're in, I want to invite you to read my book. It comes out Mother's Day this year, and I picked that day on purpose because I know that church is attended the most on Mother's Day, and I've met with so many moms out there that want to do this well, and so do I, which is why I wrote this book. I know that connection is the goal, and perfection just gets in the way. So if that's you, Mom, buy yourself this gift on Mother's Day. It's going to be worth it. So... I hope that you feel blessed and encouraged by my new book, 
Imperfect Parenting. You can find it at imperfectparenting.co. I think that's, that's the piece that we need our kids to learn as they move into adulthood. Like I want you to understand the impact you're having on the environment around you. And that starts as little kids. Like you, you have an impact. So even if you, if you didn't mean to, mm-hmm. what can you learn from this? There's probably an impact you just had, maybe in cleaning your mess up, rather than go sit away from me, go over there, and we'll deal with you later. Like, I didn't mean to, you know. Sure. But I, I, I think it's, it's the lesson for me that I, I want my children to understand the impact they're having. You know, we've talked a few times on here about the, I don't want to be that parent that other families don't want to be around. You know, because my, my kids just don't you know how to manage. Family. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that family. It's more than just the parent. It's Sorry. The whole family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's that, that family. Yeah. Right. That family where the, the children just feel out of control, uh-huh. that the people are actually backing away from our presence and, and doing things with us because our kids have not learned how to manage themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's often down to this thing. It's the sibling relationship dynamic that there's just some lessons in there that, that you're describing. Mm-hmm. It, it takes practice. It takes time. It it does take being willing to be inconvenienced. It, it's a requirement of engagement. Yep. You you have to be willing to get in, engaged in the moment instead of react to the moment. Yep. So, you know, if we were to rewind that situation, I think I would, you know, hold the one that's crying, hold the one that's, you know, on trial and, <laughs> and ask some question. Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened? Um, it was an accident. We were playing... Okay, well, do you think that's a good idea or not a good idea? Yeah. What happens when we play too rough? So I start breaking down the what the problem was. Was your play expression got too much mm-hmm. and somebody got hurt? And did you mean to hurt your brother? No, but you hurt your brother. Oh, man, what are you going to do? So I am asking questions that lead you to let's put your heart on display. Let's have you mend this relationship. Instead, I just cause disconnect mm-hmm. from you and I. And so it's, it's really about let's ask some good questions. Let's take a pause. I, I, I get it. We're, especially when you've got like that lady's got four little ones and yeah. they're little, they're on top of each other. Um, and so I get that you're tired. Let me tell you when they get a few years older, it's going to be even harder yeah. because then it gets really physical I remember, I think Adeline and Lincoln were messing around and Adeline, she's peanut, right? She did something to Lincoln, like she kicked him or mm-hmm. something like that. And Lincoln turned around and did the same. Well, he's got a little bit more power to his kicks. One, he knows what he's, he's doing. And he, I think he outweighs her. So, mm-hmm. you know, scream from the top of the stairs. I go up there. Lincoln's trying to apologize because he realized I heard her. But later on, Adeline, I, I said, are you really hurt or were you just trying to get him in trouble? Because I could sense that there's something going on. She goes, I wanted him to be in trouble. I said, mm, well, that's kind of a bummer. It's a great question. Because you started this battle and then you got met with the consequences of it and then you want him to be punished. I said, I'm not here to punish your brother. I'm here to check on your eyes' connection. So I think you both have messes to clean up. Yeah. And but it, it's so much of instead of going in and rescuing someone, go in and ask some questions. That would be for uh, siblings. That's probably the first thing. And 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 then put a, a boundary as a parent on the outside, which is 
knowing, you know, I guess going into that moment, you got to know your, your big red button. We've mm-hmm. talked about this and other ones, but I don't know if you want to elaborate on the big red button at all. Yeah. I, I think just the, uh, just to finish that thought you, you were having, then we'll jump back into that. But I, I think the, the question, you know, this is, this is your relationship to manage. Let me know when the mess is cleaned up mm-hmm. or if you need my help. Yeah. Yeah. Because they do need your help sometimes. Yes. They're like, they're so emotionally charged. Totally. Like, I want to clean I'm it up. I'm going to kill them. Yeah. I'm still thinking about what just happened. Um, so if you need my help, I, I'm happy to help you. Mm-hmm. But this is your responsibility. So you need to come let me know Yeah. if you can't handle it right now by yourself. But it's the, we're always moving towards each other. Mm-hmm. So when there's a disconnect, what are you going to do about that? Because mm-hmm. that's, we're going to keep saying this, but that's the biggest problem in our home mm-hmm. is, is the disconnect. With siblings especially. Because they... I think it's Brene Brown you talk about mm-hmm. and just the, the sibling the relationship. Gifts of imper- perfect parenting or gifts of imp- It's something really close to my book title. <laughs> I had my book title before I ever saw this, mm-hmm. but it's something really close. But let's talk about bigger, bigger button. But real quick, just describe what she says about siblings. I think it's well, powerful. Well, she talks about how the sibling relationship is one of the most vulnerable and intimate relationships your child will ever have, which I think I've said this on the podcast before, but it is. It's... And I've heard uh, Jordan Peterson said this mm-hmm. as well, that they, it will be likely the l- person that they know the longest in their life. Yep. So she talks about how intimate uh, this relationship can be and, and how vulnerable it can be in what they're exposed to. Like nobody knows how long you pee the bed yeah. or if you didn't make the team or if your bro- girlfriend broke up with you. Like nobody knows that to the depth of how you experienced it like your siblings do. I think that's her perspective. Jordan Peterson's perspective is, you know, this is, they will outlive your parents mm-hmm. and and then you will have, they are your friends longer than any friend you'll ever meet in grade school. So this person is the only other person you've known the longest on the planet. Yep. So to have a connection with your sibling that is a friendship is a gift. Yep. But often... We lose that opportunity because our parents didn't know how to help us nurture this opportunity when we were little. Yeah. I've, I've watched my mom. She she gets in the ocean every single morning with her sister. Yes. And they've just, they've just developed this. And they've had hard, hard seasons and all that. But it's, it's fun to watch. Like that. That's the dream is that regardless of what happens back here, we can build this connection that we're having fun together still. Yeah, and I just think it's funny that they're well, in their 60s getting in the ocean in the winter, in the summer. Boogie boarding. It's their little photos <laughs> awesome. they send us. It's great. <laughs> so, the, the big red button, if, if you've listened to Loving on Purpose, Brittany O'Denny. It's a little so, logic tool. Yeah, but. exactly. But we, we talk about it often. It's often coming out here. But it's just a big, big or good. Good is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. It's just a good thing to remember that you, you have a big red button. And if you haven't identified it and unplugged it, Mm-hmm. your kids are going to keep pushing that thing. And I think it gets pushed a lot when um, when we walk into a scenario, someone's bleeding, the other yeah. one's lawyering <laughs> up, and you're, oh, I am, I feel the need to defend yep. and protect. It's, it's, and punish. Yeah, and so paying attention to it. If, if that's coming out, then you've, you've still got power to that, and you don't yeah. have a plan for those moments. Yeah. Um, which... That's and I, I think learning to recognize what's happening inside of you. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when you walk into that scenario, what, what is happening? What's, what's the anxiety? Where's it coming from? What, what are you thinking about? Because knowing what your goal is 
So, you know, Seth, Seth Dahl, who's, we haven't talked about him in a little, in a little while, so we'll talk about him. Um, but, but he has this great scenario. He just talks about Im- imagining yourself charged with emotion, mm-hmm. having a different response than the reaction you normally do. So just imagine yourself unplugging that big red button, still charged with all the emotion, all the opportunity to react, but responding differently. Mm-hmm. It was just such a great example of practicing the thing that, that you want to improve in your life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of this um, imagination tool almost. I'm, I'm imagining myself in that scenario responding differently. Yeah, and that's that's going to set you up for success. I, yeah. I I think my dad said this. I don't know how many things I've stolen from my father, so dad thinks. Yep. But uh, a parent with a plan is a powerful parent, and and that's that's kind of what we do with even family coaching. Is parents come to us and they go, "What I'm doing is not working." I'm like, "Well, it's because your your plan of I'll I'll just do the tools as soon as it happens. It's not working. Right. You that's a poor plan because you're not actually practicing mentally what you need to do, how you need to engage, how you need to assess, um, and so much of like our hardest seasons with our kids has, you know, okay, I'm going to have a hard conversation with Lincoln about this. What am I going to say? How am I going to approach this? Cause I, maybe he's already violated or done something and there's a problem. And I say, okay, well I'll connect with you about it later. I think that's the other thing is you don't need to address it immediately, especially if you don't have a plan yep. because then you're just going to fumble your way through this. And one, make a bigger mess for yourself, or two, walk away not feeling satisfied that you actually were able to successfully get what you needed from this moment, whether it was knowing that they owned it, knowing that they're working on it, or even clarity that, okay, I felt like we were successful in that, or or I'm I'm not I'm not owning something that's not mine. Mm-hmm. So knowing to that it's okay to take that pause break, I think is probably really wise. Yeah, it's good. Good to do. So. And that sets us up to set healthy boundaries mm-hmm. and create create a plan that we can then execute with with love, connection, and peace yeah. be, being the result. Yeah, I love that. This is a good good conversation. I even though our meme was really gross in the beginning, <laughs> I'm okay with that. So you don't have to go look at this one. No, but it's it is accurate. It's very accurate. So I do I, I do like that. But awesome, awesome. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.